0: Hey mama, so imposter syndrome is something we have all dealt with at some point in our lives. Personally, it is something that likes to creep up frequently in my personal life and business. The thing is that imposter syndrome is not our portion. We are called to greater things. But is imposter syndrome something we can actually overcome? Well, in today's episode, I sit down to chat with Becca Hoover all about this, as well as her experience with imposter syndrome. Becca shares some tips for navigating imposter syndrome as a mompreneur and really gives us great insight into her journey of overcoming this. So if you're tired of imposter syndrome and other mindset obstacles holding you back, then today's episode is just for you. All right, let's dive in. Hey, mama. Welcome to the Mama Turn Mompreneur podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Singletary, a wife, mama of two, and former virtual assistant turned podcast strategist and producer. This is a podcast for the mama who is burnt out trying to build her business on social media. You're tired of putting in so much time and energy, marketing your business on social media, only to hear crickets and barely get any engagement on your posts. You don't have time to waste as a busy mama, and you need an effective way to generate leads for your business. Well, mama, you're in the right place. On this podcast, I will be giving you the inside scoop on how to create a podcast that generates consistent leads for your business on autopilot, mixed in with some mompreneur hacks and tips for growing your business as a busy mama. So grab your coffee, your notebook and pen, put in those earbuds and let's dive in. All right, today on the Momateur Mompreneur podcast, I'm sitting down to chat with Becca Hoover all about imposter syndrome, but specifically how to overcome imposter syndrome as a mompreneur. So Becca, welcome to the show. Please tell us about yourself, who you are, what you do, and all about your family.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here So my name is Becca. I live in Pennsylvania with my husband and our two daughters. We have a one-year-old and a three-year-old, so they definitely keep us busy. I am a former middle school music teacher, and I left the classroom a year ago. And now I am a full-time social media manager, and I also stay home with my kids and um, the hopes that we will be homeschooling as well. That's so awesome. And I'm right there with you. My daughter turns
0: one this month and my son turns three. So I know all about that two under two
1: life. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is never dull. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. They keep you on your toes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So tell us about your mompreneur journey. So how did you get started and what mindset challenges did you face along the way?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it goes back actually to uh, 2019 when I had my first um, baby. And I that was the beginning for me that I wanted to be home with her. So I wanted to find a way for that. Um, and, and it took a little bit for me to figure out how I was going to be able to do that to still financially contribute to our family. Um, so I started my business in 2021. Um, so I actually just celebrated two years in business. Um, Yay! That's exciting. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> um, so yeah, I started that and it was strictly as like part-time um, because I was still full-time in the classroom. Um, and to be honest, when I started, I took a really slow approach. I started as a virtual assistant. And the mindset challenges for me was that I didn't think that I wanted to be able to turn it into something full-time, but I was holding myself back and just thinking like, I don't think that's possible. There's no way that I'm going to be able to launch this business full-time. Um, I just couldn't see that. I couldn't envision it. Uh, but sure enough, um, a year later, we had our second baby. Um, so March of 2022... And then I uh, booked out my business completely, reached my teaching income, and um we'll talk more about that then There was definitely some mindset with that. Um, but then that brings me to today. Now I'm a full time social media manager, and I love it
0: that is awesome. And
1: we have a similar journey. So my background is education,
0: but early childhood education. so um prior to the pandemic hitting, I worked as a preschool director. And I got pregnant with my son, had him April, 2020. And while I was on maternity to leave, my job actually shut down. But I was already like going back and forth about whether or not I actually wanted to return to a nine to five. And realistically, I didn't, you know, you want to be there for all those first moments and everything for your kids. And so um, I spent that first year home with him and just enjoying all those special moments. And then we put him in preschool and so I like had to figure out like okay how am I going to contribute to the family so started out as a VA just like you and doing just all the things and got so burnt out and realized I needed to niche down and so that's how I ended up transitioning into podcast management Um, but I feel like for a lot of us moms we have that similar journey um, and I know for me, a lot of mindset things came up along the way and still come up. So tell us a little bit more about that. Like, as you were making that transition out of the classroom, like what or like, especially like as your business started to grow and everything and you were home full time, like what mindset things came up for you?
1: Yeah, so for one, just kind of back to, you know, in the beginning of business, a lot of it just comes down to like can I do this? Do I know how to do this? Um am I going to land enough clients? Am I going to be able to financially contribute? And definitely, I will say mindset is kind of everything in this business. At least for me, that's what I've seen. I you know the days where i'm like i can't do this i'm not going to book a client you know and i just like sit in those feelings then yeah i'm not finding success no wonder um because i am a firm believer that you know negative energy that will just draw out other negative energy i guess is the word i'm looking for um but people want to see you being confident and you know it's okay to have bad days absolutely Um, But yeah, that's probably my biggest thing I've dealt with in the last year is that, you know, I'm allowed to have the feelings of imposter syndrome and, you know, sometimes be worried. But I need to remind myself, you cannot sit in that. You need to get up the next day, motivate yourself. We can talk more about that. Um, But, you know, just finding a way to overcome those fears if you want to find success. I love
0: that. I love that. Like, you give yourself the permission to have those feelings, but you're also like, you can't stay there. You got to move forward. And that is so important. And honestly, mindset is the biggest piece when it comes to being an entrepreneur, because it's like, you're making that choice to leave your nine to five and be your own boss. And so like, you no longer have that guaranteed paycheck and you're, you're, doing it to yourself in a sense. So like, you really have to have like a really solid mindset. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's a huge piece of all of this. So just looking at your own journey, like what are some of the signs of imposter syndrome or that you are really dealing with those mindset obstacles?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing with imposter syndrome is definitely looking at other people in the online space. It's hard not to compare and think like, "Oh, there's so many, you know, steps further ahead than I am. They know more, um, specifically in my area with social media management. There's a thousand bajillion social media managers out there. What makes me, you know, any different? What sets me apart? Why would someone choose to work with me over someone else?" Those are some of the feelings and I, I deal with them, you know, frequently, even just this week, like I had thoughts, you know, those intrusive thoughts getting in my head, like even, you know, even coming onto a podcast, why is anybody going to listen to what I have to say? Um, you know, I think that we're all human and we have those thoughts. Um, but yeah, again, um, I'm allowed to sit in those thoughts, but I don't want to stay there. Mm-hmm. And that is something, you know, I like to work through in my own personal working that I just, I don't want to sit there in those negative feelings, because that that is definitely holding me back. And I've always found that when I am confident, and even speaking something into existence, maybe even before it happens, that's when I do find success. Um, an example of that would be, you know, a year ago, when I did, I officially resigned from teaching. And the month prior to that, I I had not met my teaching income yet um and i didn't have very many clients um but i specifically remember for an entire like 2 weeks um i'm a person of faith so i was consistently praying about it my husband and i were praying together about it um but i was you know sort of kind of manifesting you know that this is going to happen it doesn't matter i'm not going back to the classroom i will be fully booking out my business and in one week a span of time i booked four clients it was like boom 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 and it was just It was overwhelming at first, but really exciting. And I realized like, oh, I just I need this confidence and staying positive uh, and just getting over that imposter syndrome because that was really holding me back.
0: Yeah, I I love that. I'm a believer in Christ, too. And so I always try to be mindful of like speaking life over everything. And so, and that's what you literally did. You spoke life over your situation, even though in the natural, it didn't look like anything was happening at first, but because you did that, God honored that and brought you those clients. So I I love that you shared that. And so like, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but how can this imposter syndrome, like really hold us back in our businesses? Like what, Ways, at least, have you seen? Has it negatively affected your business?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, negatively, it has. You know, possibly cost me clients in the fact that I didn't put myself out there. Um, there were times in the beginning of my business where I may not have applied for a job or a role working with someone, or I didn't send, you know, a message to someone because I thought, like, oh, they wouldn't go with me anyway and there's no harm in throwing yourself out there and just seeing what might happen. I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen? They say no. Okay. Well, you know, we're going to hear a lot of nos in the the online world. Um, well, really in anything, you're going to hear no. You're never going to be, you know, number 1 in everything. So, I like to remind myself that as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's really good like One of the things I try to tell myself or like to kind of train myself is to not be reactive to those no's like it's just a part of the process. Um, And I love that you brought up like just continue to put yourself out there. And I think we all go through that where we look at like, you know, we see these opportunities in Facebook or on Instagram and we're like, "Eh, maybe I shouldn't apply for it. But it's like, you really, you don't know till you try. Like the worst that could happen is that you don't hear back from them or they tell you no, or they tell you that they decided to go with someone else. But what if, if you put yourself out there and that is a yes, that's your next yes, that's your next client. And so like, that's something I've been pushing myself to do. I'm like, I'm really focusing on growing my email list this year. And so I've been applying for like different bundles and summits and everything. And I've got, you know, quite a few no's, but then I got some yeses and some of them I was really like surprised. I was like, oh, they accepted it. But it's like, I wouldn't have known if I didn't take that step and apply and put myself out there. And so I think that's a really big part of overcoming imposter syndrome is just pushing yourself to put yourself out there, even though you may not feel like you're qualified or feel like you know, they're going to want to work with you, but you don't know till you try. Yeah,
1: I love that. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So how can we overcome imposter syndrome?
1: Yes. Great question. And it is something that I will never sit here and say, I have it all figured out because no, it it is something I feel daily that we have to work on. Um, Things that have helped me um, I'm kind of big on affirmations, um, you know, every morning trying to start off with some positive thoughts. Um, again, I am a person of faith, so I continually am praying. And, um, that really is a, um, important part in my business is that when I pray about it, um, you know, I want God in the center of everything that I do. And so if he closes a door on something, okay, that was his answer. Moving on to the next, um, Also with imposter syndrome, you know, I try to surround myself with positivity and it's okay to unfollow things that, you know, in the online space that might not be for you in that sense. You know, if I find myself scrolling and seeing someone's content and either comparing or starting to think negative thoughts about myself, um, then I'm going to unfollow and that's okay. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And, you know, are they going to really know? (laughs) Also, for me, sometimes imposter syndrome comes up when I am just feeling really overwhelmed, Mm. um, working a lot. And I have found that if I, it's hard, but step away, go spend time with my family, go outside, you know, just being outside lifts my mood. Um, You know, here in Pennsylvania, we just had like an 80 degree weather the other day, which is crazy for April, but it was yeah. beautiful. And I felt like I could conquer the world that day. <laughs> so yeah, but just finding things too that help elevate your mood um, and finding time for yourself and setting boundaries in business. So important. Um, designated working hours. I'm sure, you know, in the beginning of your business, when you were a VA, you were probably, you know, overworking yourself. And oh, yeah. I, I feel like, yeah, we've all been there. Um, and so I've definitely gotten better in that area, um, because that is also when imposter syndrome was creeping in, just being overworked and burnout.
0: Those are all really great tips. I am all about positive affirmations. I like to like stick them in random places around the house. So that way, you know, just walk somewhere like, okay, there's a positive affirmation. Let me read it. Um, and I'm also really big on journaling. I like to write out my prayers, and that really helps me like just connecting with God in that way and everything, and just to kind of like remind myself of whose I am, but also the ways in which God is working through me and using me in my business. and I love that you brought up unfollowing people on social media. This was something I really struggle with um because like you with being a social media manager, like we're in the podcasting space, there are so many podcast managers, producers, strategists just popping up left and right. And I found myself like looking at them and wondering like, oh, my good enough. Am I doing enough? Am I offering my clients enough? And I had to start unfollowing people or like at least hiding their content from my feed Um, because some of these people were friends. And so I'm like, I don't want to unfollow them. And they're like, why did you unfollow me? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I had to do that to protect my peace because it was just bringing up so much imposter syndrome in me and had me questioning whether or not I was good enough, whether or not I was doing enough. And even though I was hearing from my clients, how amazing I am and how much growth they were experiencing with their podcasts and different things like that. I just couldn't get out of comparing myself. So Yes, you have the permission to unfollow people, hide their content from your feed. Um, I found out you can do that in Instagram. I did it (laughs) now. Yeah. And it's like you have to protect your piece. You know, you don't want to get caught up in that comparison game. So those are all really great tips. And that's so nice. You had 80 degree weather. We still haven't had that here in Southern California. I don't know what's going on with the weather.
1: Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. So what are some practical tips for working on our mindset daily? So I know we talked about overcoming imposter syndrome, but What are some things that we can like be do to be proactive to kind of protect our mindset or even just strengthening it, strengthening it, you know, just to kind of like make sure we're not getting caught up in this imposter syndrome.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I really like to be clear on what my week looks like, meaning um, like setting boundaries, knowing when I'm going to work. Um, so for me, every night, I just take a little bit of time to kind of schedule out the following day. Um, just, you know, somewhere in my Google cal- calendar, I just kind of list out what definitely needs done, like top two or three, and then everything else is flexible, you know, being home with two kids. <laughs> I cannot schedule down to the minute. That is impossible. (laughs) I wish, but there are some days where my three-year-old is just looking at me saying, I'm not napping today. Okay, great. (laughs) Um, But I do feel like, you know, with time management and setting boundaries in your business, that does bring in a lot of imposter syndrome as well. Just with like, You know, getting overwhelmed and feeling like, okay, if I can't get all this done today, you know, how good of of a business owner am I? Mm -hmm. Um, So protecting that, you know, with being clear on, you know, what definitely needs to be done, what doesn't, what can wait. Um, Again, just with the affirmations and just pausing, taking a breath. I know for me, like when I start to have those thoughts, that I just need to step back for a minute, take a breath remind myself of why I started my business in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's especially for moms, you know, we, we want to be these amazing business owners, but for a lot of us, we started these businesses so we could be with our babies. And mm-hmm. so I don't ever want to look at them and think like, Oh, you're getting in the way of my business. That wasn't yeah. the whole part of why I started my business. Um yeah. So I don't know. I I don't know if I answered that correctly or not. No, but.
0: that's great. Like those are really great things to kind of like focus on and everything, um, especially like remembering your why behind your business. And I think it's so easy to like get frustrated because it's like, oh, I can't do this thing in my business because the kids need me. But it's like, well, wait, you started this business for them so that business can be put on hold so that you can meet your kids' needs and everything. And one thing I like to always say is, is that we have to remember that this is just our current season of life. It won't be this way forever. And so eventually the kids are gonna be older and not you know, be so dependent upon you so that you will be able to focus more on your business and do more things in your business. So I think keeping that, in perspective, that helps so much. And then another thing too, is um, my business coach. One thing she always says is that moms do business differently. And we really do like our days aren't going to look like other entrepreneurs days. And so for me, I get the bulk of my work done in the evenings after the kids have gone down for the night, Because during the day, realistically, I can't work. You know, I may be able to send an email here and there, but they need me, you know, and I want to be that present mom. And so I've switched things in my schedule where I work at night and me and the kids sleep in, in the next morning. So I'm still getting enough rest, but I'm able to have that uninterrupted time to really focus on my business and not, you know, have to worry about the kids or anything like that because they're down for the night. So I think just giving yourself that permission to, Build a business that really fits your life. So, really looking at what really works for you in your schedule and in your kid's schedule, and knowing that it's okay—you don't have to do what the Amy Porterfields or anyone else, you know, in the business space is doing. Like your schedule doesn't have to look like theirs.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, when you go on, you know, Instagram and stories, and you see all these you know, podcast managers or social media managers or whoever, and they have like these full days of meetings and getting all the client work done. And I'm like, some of us, that's just not realistic, you know, and that's definitely not why I started my business, Um, you know, especially because we're going to be trying out the homeschool route. So um, yeah, that's not going to work for us, but that's okay. It's my business. I can build it how I want. And yeah, that's exciting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, as we wrap up, I want to know what is your number one mompreneur hack?
1: Yes. Okay. My number one mompreneur hack, I kind of already touched on, but it is scheduling out the night before. Even if it's not, you know, doing like time blocks, it's just listing out what definitely needs to be done. And anything else is a bonus after that. Uh, In the beginning of my business, I used to like do this huge to-do list, like this is getting done tomorrow. And that was just unrealistic. And it was causing added stress and pressure. And when I asked myself, I said, why did I do that? Some of that stuff didn't even need done. So now I like to the night before, once the kids are down and asleep, before I spend some time with my husband, I will just list out, okay, here's what my day looks like tomorrow. And great. Now I just feel better. And it has just been a really big lifesaver, you know, in my business. So then I don't feel scrambled in the morning, like, crap, what needs done? Oh, do I have a meeting today? Oh, I need to get this done. So yes, definitely (laughs) schedule out the night before.
0: I love that. And that is something I do, because if not, when I go to get started on working, like, I don't know what to work on. And so I'm like all over the place. So having that list really helps me to stay focused. And like you said, putting those top two or three things that need to be done that day, it really helps give me like a clear picture. Like, okay, this is what I need to do. I'm going to stay focused on this. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much um, just for talking to us about imposter syndrome and how to overcome imposter syndrome. Um, So before we hop off, please share with my audience how they can connect with you and learn more about your services.
1: Yeah. So come on over. I love all things Instagram. That's also what I mainly do for my clients. Um, So you can follow me at Rebecca Elizabeth LLC. Um, That's where you can find me. I'm usually in stories as well. And my DMs are always open. Um, Next week, I am launching a new freebie and my email list as well. So be on the lookout for that. That'll be exciting. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: It was so nice chatting with you today.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Mama, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang with me. If you enjoy this podcast, will you do me a favor and leave a review? Leaving a review ensures this podcast reaches other mamas just like you. All right, mama, I'll talk to you again soon.